Well, hello and welcome to Beat the Reset. My name is Tim and I am the guy in the hat. And today I wanted to talk to you about something called the real price of gold and silver. Now, for people listening to this, you might be wondering what it is the guy in the hat is talking about. What do you mean, guy in the hat, by the real price of gold and silver? We know what the real price is because we can see every day the spot price. But is the spot price the real price of gold and silver? And I'm talking about the fundamental value, the fundamental price of gold and silver. Well, let's start with something called allocated metals and unallocated metals. This is very important. You know the difference between the two. Allocated metals are simply metals that exist in the real world. They are physical metals that can be traded uh, and bartered with. So they exist. They are real. You can touch them. You can hold them. You can vault them. You can sell them back and so on. So unallocated metals are simply the opposite. They do not exist in the real world. So why would this be? Why would we have metals that don't exist in the real world? Well, if you think about it, in some sense, it kind of seems to work. So the COMEX, which is the Commodities Exchange, basically trades something called derivatives. Derivatives are a financial instrument designed to represent an underlying asset. So in other words, you can have a piece of gold, a uh, one-ounce piece of gold, that can be traded on the COMEX anywhere in the world using a piece of paper. But the piece of gold doesn't actually move. It's just the paper that moves around. So once again, a derivative represents an underlying asset as if you are actually trading the asset itself. Now, this works really, really well. In fact, it's an excellent idea. And the entire stock exchange works like that. The entire stock exchange is a, is a derivative market. And that all works beautifully. Except when the underlying asset starts to get out of kilter with the derivative. And what do I mean by that? Well, what I mean is when you have one ounce of gold and one derivative traded on the COMEX, that's great. But what happens when you've got one ounce of gold and suddenly someone creates a second derivative and now you've got two derivatives trading and there's only one ounce of gold behind it? Exactly what happened to the fiat currency in the United States uh, World Reserve currency once upon a time it, uh, one dollar, uh, one US dollar was pegged to one gram of, of uh, gold. But over time, they got out of kilter, and so much so to the point where the entire gold standard had to be abandoned because it was so far out of kilter, either they were going to shrink the money supply to match the gold in the vault, or they were just going to get rid of the gold standard altogether. Well, of course, they chose the second option and they decided that in August the 15th, 1971, this was all too hard, gold is too restrictive, um, we want to keep printing um, currency uh, and we don't have enough gold on the planet to match the dollar for dollar, so we'll just get rid of the gold, which is exactly what they did. And of course, ever since then, um, we have been on something called the debt standard. So the question is, why have they done this with precious metals? Well, let's look at uh, who's doing it, uh, perhaps, and it might start to give us some answers. Largely, this is a mechanism and an instrument of central bankers, uh, together with the US Treasury, seem to have come up with this idea that we can convert precious metals into a derivative market. 
Now, once it becomes a derivative, uh, no longer physical, no longer existing in the real world, it means that the power of control over the price falls to those that have control over the derivatives market and those that have control over the COMEX and so on, uh, the likes of the JP Morgans of this world, for example. So if we have a look at silver, there have been 500 derivatives created to every one ounce of silver physical silver on the planet. I'll just say that one more time. There have been 500 derivatives created to every one ounce of silver, which means that if you have in Australia, for example, a one ounce kangaroo coin, one ounce silver kangaroo bullion coin, it means that uh, on the COMEX, 500 traders, 500 investors have a claim to that coin. But can they actually get that coin? Uh, will their derivative be able to be traded for that coin at any stage? Of course not. Only one person can hold that coin. And if you're the person that holds that coin, then you're the person that owns that coin. Remember, finders keepers. So you've got the coin. Uh, so their piece of paper, what is it really worth? Well, that's a great question. It could be argued that their piece of paper really isn't worth anything, but they like to think it is. Now, the problem is the more paper they print, the more derivatives they print, it brings the entire pool, the entire price of silver down. So if you have one derivative to one piece of silver, your price is going to be very different to when you have 500 pieces of paper to one piece of silver because what that's designed to do is to manipulate now, there's a word that we, we may need to um, have a discussion about, but manipulate the price in a downward trend. In other words, suppress the price of silver. With gold, it's around about 100 derivatives to every ounce of gold. And as I said, with silver, it's about 500. So gold is in exactly the same situation as silver. So now they have it in a paper form. It can be traded. That's wonderful. But it can also be manipulated i.e. it can be controlled. So the question is, why would anyone want to do that? And the answer is rather simple, and that is that gold and silver are our fundamental monetary system, and they have been for around about 6,000 years or so. But central banks can't print gold, nor can they print silver. They can't produce commodities, but they can produce currency something called a fiat currency. Now, fiat currencies really rely on your confidence, in other words, that the fact that you believe in them, in order to trade with them. But uh, once upon a time, uh, our currency, well, at least the, uh, the world reserve currency, the United States dollar, was backed by gold. But it, as I mentioned earlier, it isn't backed by gold anymore. So what we're left with is these promissory notes or pieces of paper, sometimes called derivatives, without an underlying asset. So now people are trading the paper but there's nothing really to back it up except your confidence to be able to use it. So once again, the question remains, why is it that the price of gold and silver is being manipulated? The answer is, as I said, rather simple. And that's because the fiat currency is so worthless without a backing that people, if they knew that, uh, they would turn to anything that had more value than the fiat currency. And let's be honest, that just about every commodity on earth has more value than the United States World Reserve currency. But uh, if they knew, if people in the streets knew that their currency or the fiat currency was as worthless uh, as, as we know it is, then they would turn to anything but. Well, there's your answer. And that is why the price of gold and silver are manipulated, because gold and silver are 
the true monetary system of this planet. Gold and silver are the true money of the people, even though it is said that gold is the money of the elites and silver is the money of the people. Either way, precious metals are the monetary system and have been for 6,000 years. So people that are trading in gold and silver today and precious metals, they never really lose any of their wealth. That's why you buy precious metals. You store your fiat currency value in the precious metals. And, and the, as the fiat currency collapses and falls apart, your precious metals continue to maintain your wealth. But do your governments want that? Do your central banks want that? Well, of course not, because precious metals, of course, are outside the system. Precious metals give you autonomy, and precious metals give you freedom. And they give you many ways to trade, whereas a fiat currency doesn't. A fiat currency is in the system and draws you in close to institutions like superannuation and uh, government handouts and uh, banking, uh, retail and commercial banking institutions. So with a fiat currency enables your government essentially, together with the central bank, to maintain a certain amount of control over you and what you do. They get to control the taxes that you pay, and they get to control largely how and where you spend your currency. And even if you can even get your currency out of a bank, how much of it you can have. In Australia, we have institutions like Austrac. Every time you make a purchase over $10,000 anywhere in Australia, you are automatically on some kind of radar, and you are tracked and traced. So, of course, precious metals don't have any of those issues. Their precious metals have no counterparty risk. They are anti-inflationary. And, of course, uh, they, are, they hold their wealth uh, and value over huge amounts of time. Uh, and I'm going to give you an example uh, in a minute of just how well they hold your wealth. But I want to finish on this point. So... Your governments don't want you knowing that precious metals are very, very valuable. Even though your central banks store precious metals in the vault to give them some sort of value, uh, your government doesn't want you doing that. And of course, they don't want you using physical metals because, of course, the government can't get to them. Once they're physical, they are in your possession and no one's going to take them away from you. So that is something that governments do not like. So they need you to keep using the fiat currency. So they squash or quash, I should say, the actual value, the price, the fundamental price of gold and silver is manipulated downwards so that you will continue to use a failing, worthless fiat currency and you will remain shackled to a failed and, and falling apart system. And uh, they really don't want anybody learning about precious metals. That's why it's not taught in any financial institution. That's why financial advisors know nothing about it. That is why your, your educational institutions don't tell you anything about precious metals. They simply want you being a consumer. They want you born uh, into a consumer-based mentality. They want you to uh, get a job, earn a minimum income, and pay taxes. And, of course, precious metals will release you from all of that. But let me give you an example of the difference between precious metals and a fiat currency. And I'm going to give you an example. If you went back to 1922, that's 100 years ago, and I gave you a one-ounce gold bar, you would be able to buy a beautiful, very beautiful designer suit. If you jump forward to 100 years, to 2022, you would also be able to buy a beautiful designer suit with that one ounce of gold. 
So you can see nothing has changed in a hundred years. The same ounce of gold will buy you a suit a hundred years ago as it will today. Nothing has changed. The value is fixed. It is stored. And that is a fact. Now, let's have a look at what would happen if we converted that one ounce gold bar to a fiat currency. Well, back in 1922, if we converted it to uh, that one ounce gold bar to fiat, it would have come to $20 US. Now, $20 US in 1922 would have bought you a very, very nice designer suit. There's no question about that. But you jump forward 100 years to 2022, and the question is, would that fiat currency buy you a very nice designer suit? $20. Will that get you a very nice designer suit? $20 in 2022 would be lucky to buy you the shoelaces on the shoes, let alone the buttons, maybe even a couple of buttons. But it really wouldn't buy you anything at all in the suit department that would look any good on anybody. So you can see that the rapid decline in the fiat currency against, uh, against gold is, is rather obvious. And again, going back to where I started, this is why there is a derivative market. And this is why there is a COMEX and a paper-traded market, because it, they, it enables governments and central banks, or governments together with central banks, to manipulate the price of precious metals in a downward fashion so that the public doesn't look at them. But here is some interesting news. If you have a look at what central banks are doing, central banks are storing precious metals in their vaults, particularly gold, and they're storing it on a level that we have never seen before. Recently, the Bank for International Settlements, which is the biggest central bank and most powerful central bank in the world, recently bought 400 tonnes of gold and stored it in their vaults. They clearly know something's coming. They know their fiat currency is collapsing and it's worthless. And pretty soon, we are going to see the end and the rapid decline and the end of the, uh, the United States World Reserve currency. So they don't want you looking at precious metals, so they keep the price suppressed using derivatives. That is correct. So what do you do about it? Well, here's what you do. When the price drops on precious metals, you buy as much of it. In fact, you always buy precious metals. There's never a bad time to buy precious metals, but now's a really good time because it's still suppressed and it will continue to be suppressed until they need it to go back to its fundamental value. And that's how it works. Well, that's it for today. It's just a very quick update on uh, why the uh, what is the fundamental price of gold and silver. Now you know a little bit more about allocated and unallocated metals. You know what a derivative is now and why they trade it and why they suppress the price. So get out there, grab your precious metals, and uh, make sure, of course, that you're looking after your health and your relationships and your family and uh, your spirituality and your friends. Maybe look in on your neighbours and um, stay nice and safe. Until I see you again, I look forward to seeing you very soon.